what's up? It's the Steve and Greg Podcast. We're back with another mini episode. Wow, it feels like we just recorded one like two minutes ago. It's probably because we did, Greg. Oh my god. You Don't we so can't confused. spoil the magic though. We no, got they need to feel it. They need to feel. <laughs> so they feel this, for us. <laughs> feel all, all aboard the field trip. Yes. So, me and Steve are back, and this time on our mini-episode, we are going to review da, 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 The Wolf of Wall Street, Martin yes. Scorsese's latest little, you know, drug-filled, swear-machine movie. Sex romp. Sex romp. It was so sexy. Yeah. So, Wolf of Wall Street is the story of Jordan Belfort, the, uh, the infamous stockbroker from uh, uh, Wall Street who... Uh, tricked his way into making his own company and embezzling billions and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's all about the, you know, debaucherous adventure that got him there and led to his downfall. It's about how to take quaaludes. It's basically or a two ludes. and a half hour romp of how to take quaaludes without killing yourself. And it was very well, informative. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that Jordan Belfort, if all of this is true, he's probably a superhero. Um, if he could actually take all of these... Oh, my God. You ingest to, drug, you, you and impervious to, to venereal disease. Impervious to venereal disease. Uh, it, it's amazing. Like, I've seen yeah. pictures of Jordan Belfort. He looks like he hasn't... He's, like, in his mid-40s when he's, like, what, 50-something? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so, I couldn't possibly imagine how a person in real life could actually behave like this. But it kind of makes for, I think, a pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, very, um, very interesting and... Probably for, like, the first hour and a half, very funny. Mm-hmm. What, what, so, Greg, what would you call, like, the biggest draw of this movie? What's like, probably the, the highlight of this movie? If you could make, put, put it on one thing. Uh, my favorite, like, the... I, I not, so much just, not so much a scene or anything, but, like, one, like, key element of the film that sort of made it for you. Um, or did it make it for you? Leo. Leo himself. Leo? Like... I, I love Leonardo DiCaprio, and I thought he did a great job as Jordan Belfort. Because um, I, I I never knew the guy and haven't watched one of his stupid infomercial things that he does now, that he's out of prison and whatnot. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leo nailed it for me. Uh, he kept making me want to watch it. And same with um, with our favorite little Jonah Hill. I thought Jonah he did, Hill, yes. Jonah Hill did a really, really good job. Like the the chemistry off the two of them in this movie, I thought was really great, mm-hmm. and it made me want to keep watching him do awful, awful, evil things. Yeah, and I Matthew mean that, McConaughey. Yes, a, a, a really good, cameo. great little cameo from Matthew McConaughey. He, he's getting, he's on the comeback train. Oh, he's dude, doing really he's, good he's stuff. Nailing it. Like like True Detective, the Dallas Buyers Club, this. Like I, a little I thing. Remember, I remember that period be of time big, where yeah. he was like the worst. Like every time someone saw him, it was yeah. like, oh god, Matthew McConaughey. Now it's like, yes, Matthew McConaughey. I know, I'm getting retroactively madder at him because I'm like, you could do this the whole time. Why didn't you, you do be this awesome? from the start? God yeah. damn it. Why wasn't Sahara this good? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on. Oh, but so on to Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I know, it's terrible. It's so bad. No, no, Fool's Gold, Fool's Gold was worse. I saw Fool's Gold in the theater. Why would you do that? I don't know! That's such I didn't know. a bad idea. I, th- I, think I, I think a girl took me or something. I was like, all right, fine. A um, girl took me, says Steve, what? as he sat hover hand over nothing in the seat next to him. Yeah, exactly. Well, The Wolf of Wall Street certainly isn't a good date movie, but... No, it's not. No, it's not. Um... I think, like, the, the big thing that, like, this is clearly a movie about 
excess and a lot of like you know I, I couldn't really like I was like they were kind of hitting it over the head in the sort of metaphor of like how these guys are literally animals and they're like being like absolutely like feral and ridiculous. I mean, did all the office scenes? I'm like, really? The, no, they're they're literal. They're little, literal animal sounds. They're like literal roars and like <laughs> barking cries. When like you see like how ravenous these people are with when it comes to making money or banging hookers or something like that. But I think the key, out of a hooker's ass. Exactly. Um, and I and to me the key element in this is more than Leo at this point because I feel like this movie it's far from his best. Mm-hmm. Like I could easily say that he's done far better movies. To me, like I get like the hat that he's been playing at least in this movie is where he just gets kind of angry and then he just kind of chews scenery a bit. And that like I again, it's captivating for most of the movie. Um but after a while it sort of gets tired. It gets very me. boring. But I mean, like, I w- this movie no. could have easily gotten an hour of it of it cut off. Well, the movie was originally four hours. The original cut that Martin made, that Scorsese made, was Why? four hours. Well, Why first, do this. I, I will say this: I wasn't, I wasn't bored at all while watching oh. this movie. But I, I was getting a bit tired of Leo just being Leo a bit. Just like there wasn't re- banging hookers. Exactly. What, like, whenever I seem to find, like, you know, whenever the Martin Leo team up. Uh, happens like Leo always seems to have a sort of like great story or a great other character to bounce his ridiculousness off off of. Clearly, in The Departed, it was Jack Nicholson. What are you gonna fucking bounce off of Jack Nicholson? Um, but I mean, like there was really kind of nothing for Leo to sort of go on. He was just kind of being his own wacky sort of beast, and then everybody was just. You know, being trying to be as wacky as he was. Hey, yo, I like uh, fucking money. And then Jonah Hill jumps up. I like fucking money. Like, I like money, too, with big teeth. Oh, man, I love big titties. I love drugs. Yo, let's take quaaludes. Um, and that's kind of it. Like, I got to read. But the great thing about this is that Martin Scorsese knows how to make a fucking movie. Yeah, he does. Like, if it were anybody else, I would really kind of write this movie off because it's just kind of... It, to any other director, it would be severely one note. But he knows, like, in his editing and the way that he composes shots and the way that he, like, kind of the moves music it. that fits under every now exactly. and he throws he knows, how to, he knows how to make a fucking movie. I know. And there's a, he's, he's in his mid-70s. And he's showing up all of these fucking youngins how to make, how to make great movies. You want to know this- a movie about drugs? Guess what, motherfucker? Drops the wolf at Wall Street. Mm. And honestly, like, he injected a bit more personality than I think this movie kind of deserved mm-hmm. a bit. Because in the end, like, what do you got? It's just an asshole guy who wants to make money, and, and he, he never changes. And he goes to jail. The end. And he never, there's no sort of catharsis. There's no real, oh, man, I hit rock bottom, and I'm trying to keep it together, and I'm a good guy now. No, he's kind of really still like an asshole. End, he just, he, well, I mean, Jordan Belford is an asshole. I mean... Uh, this was this was a story after the movie came out. Did you hear about his daughter writing a letter to Martin Scorsese? Exactly, and I I read that, and it's a really compelling article about how you know oh you like there's nothing really compelling about him, and you know to an extent why, why I would you make a movie where he is a protagonist? Why not an antagonist? Because he was no he was no protagonist in my life. Exactly, and I th- and fair play to her because I'm sure that that made it a pretty terrible existence. But yeah. Um, I do, I think that, like, so, sort of the Martin Scorsese, like, portrayal of this character is rather fair. Even though he doesn't change, there's no sort of catharsis about him. When he shows, like, the sort of contrast of him being absolutely deplorable, 
constantly and then sort of mirroring that with like this like what i said like this feral attitude of like yeah. acting like an actual animal and stuff like that like it works because it's like it's hammering home this analogy like this guy is something that's beyond human yeah and i i really like that and there's a lot of like that like leo convinced uh scorsese to actually make this movie and i can kind of see that because he seemed to like this movie a lot more than martin did yeah, because uh, it gave Leo to be like, yo, I can be in the spotlight now. I, yeah, but I mean, maybe this is like his secret play. Like, maybe he really does want the Oscar. And, and probably just like, been all right, dying for it. I know, and, Martin, and Martin's, and Martin's, been, Martin's been giving him every single opportunity since, like, what? Gangs of New York, The Aviator, yeah. to get a fucking Oscar, and for some reason he's not. He's just like, okay, come on, give me one more shot, coach. Give me one more. Reason. I know, you know how to get, you get me, man. Come on. But, I mean, Leo's performance aside, I think uh, a lot of the actors around him are really good. Mm -hmm. They're big, wacky characters as well. I feel like this, like, this is clearly, like, we injected a lot of that Martin Scorsese mafia movie, like, tropes into just a movie about the stuff. Like, half of this movie was a mafia movie. Because there's a great, there's a great scene where like somebody stole money from Jordan, and they're up in his apartment trying to figure out who takes his money, and there it's literally some some shit out of Goodfellas. Yeah, like it, like, it was it was literally a scene of just like this guy who had a gay orgy in this apartment, and then they just start beating the shit out of him. I know, and I'm like, what kind of movie is this? Like, like what is happening? And like, and you kind of piece together, like, okay, like he, he can clearly do whatever he wants. He clearly doesn't care about what the repercussions are of any of this shit. He likes um, but I, like, on a movie overall, because this is getting talk about Oscars and all that stuff. Like, I'm trying to derive some sort of meaning out of it, apart from the fact that you know, American Hustle sucked. Um, <laughs> God, you fucking hate that movie so much. I fucking if you if you saw it, Greg. I like I almost want you yet. to see it. If you I almost want you to see it so that I can complain to it with you. <laughs> so we Like I I wanted I'm like I'm like tell I keep telling my girlfriend, "See Sucker Punch because I want to tell you how terrible it is." But you don't She's like, no! to, you don't want her to suffer through fucking Sucker Punch. No, I can't, no, I'm I'm bitter about that. No I want everybody to, to do that. Through sucker Punch. Sucker Punch was garbage. Anyone who thought that was good is garbage. No, 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 that's the thing. I want people to see it so that when they know deep down in their hearts that Zack Snyder is garbage, then they, then they actually know, oh yeah, but he did 300 was really good with it. Watchmen, no, sucker punch. No, Man of Steel, shut up. (laughs) I'm sorry, Greg. Back to Greg, take this away from me. Come on. All right, so. Talk to me, talk to me about. I don't know if I could really talk about spoilers because I mean, like, it, kind of had long periods of, like, no plot stuff actually fucking happening until, like, well, what, the last hour? I mean, that's the thing. It's It seems to be a bit more, like, scene after scene about, you know, the George whole... George doing drugs. And the morality the hole that he's digging himself into, and, you know, like, the and the hammer coming, comes down hard on him. Like his dad said, like, the key cornerstone of the movie is, like, the chickens are gonna come home to roost one day, you know? <laughs> and And boy, do they. But I think, like, because there's a lot of things, like, a lot, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, this promotes, like, you know, um, greed and, like, you know. This movie made a- me amoral- want to make money. Amorality in, like, characters, and they glorify amorality in those characters. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's absolutely mental. Um, even, even to an extent, like, the letter that, um, 
Jordan Belfort's actual daughter wrote, you know, like, oh, it's glorifying what he was. I don't think it's glorifying at all. No, it's it's showing how shitty um, of a person he was. Like, cause it, like, and there's no, and like, that's the thing. Like, there's nothing really compelling. I didn't find too much compelling about what drove him because I don't really know what did drive him. In the end, what, like, why did he money. do it? Money, money, money. That was that was his thing. It was money. Like he, yeah, he but, even says it a million times. He's like, I like money, 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 money. So and I, I solve that, all my problems by being rich. Exactly. I mean, that's he wanted. He he. That is where the term Swiss bank account came from. It came from him. I know, and that's and that's the thing. But when, like, we expect some sort of like, oh, there's like some sort of deeper like emotional thing that's going on with the character. But no, he's just a dick that wants to be rich. And I I feel so much I, money's. I feel that's a that's a fine little character study of what we can do with this character. Um, do I would I put this in like the halls of one of the greatest movies of the year? Yeah, maybe it's I, I definitely one of the better ones. I I wouldn't say it's it's revolutionary or anything, but it's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, if I if I were to reexamine my top ten of of last year, maybe this comes gets on the top. Definitely gets an honorable mention because of the great filmmaking Martin Scorsese did. Because I'm honestly, some of these shots are fucking awesome. The, the cinematography is absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, and this is coming sound, from the guy. Track is great. I mean, like the production value is just so good. Oh, it's it's magnificent. And this is coming from the director who literally his last movie that he made was Hugo. It's such a weird like. You look at his line of movies. It's like gangster movie, gangster movie, Hugo. And Wolf, well, no, that's Wall the thing. He clearly makes movies for him and movies that he wants and yeah. he feels that like are, you know, could have a message or have something that that he wants to get out there, something that he's truly passionate about. I didn't really see so much of the passion in this movie. Like, yes, like he wanted to make a great product and he wanted to make a great like sort of piece about this character. But I don't really feel like his heart was as in it as Leo's was. Like, I could tell that Leo was trying a lot more. Leo wanted it. Leo wanted yeah, he it. Did. Martin was just kind of like, I'll do it to make him happy. Get him to shut yeah. the hell up. And that's the thing. When I see him focusing on, like, some of these, like, slow motion shots of, like, beer, like, cascading onto, like, this sort of, of all these drugs and, like, falling down at the party, I'm like, okay, but we don't really, like, the, the movie doesn't need, like, isn't supposed to really be focusing on that, but I feel like that's kind of, like, Martin getting a little bored with the subject matter, you know? He was just like, I need, I need to have, throw in a Like, we need something here, to, because... to distract. Yeah, and while, you know, take from it what you will, I found that to be a little bit of a, like, okay, if I can't make what I, if I don't find it interesting, I'm gonna give you images and sort of stimulus to make this interesting. And to any other, and honestly, to any other director, it would be a bit hackney. But again, Scorsese does it so well because he's fucking Scorsese. He's motherfucking Scorsese. He's great. He's been doing it forever. So. There's a reason he's the best, or he's <laughs> one of the best. There's a reason that when whenever people bring up famous directors, they're like Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, exactly. Um, some of the, some of the favorite scenes. I mean, obviously, like everybody's talking about the candle scene, which mm. you know, it's fun. It's it's just because oh, we we don't see that usually. Um, that that was just so far out of left field, and I was like, "What?" And then well, because it's never... clear, like this is clearly a scene in the book that yeah. Jordan Belfort wrote, um, and that's this is probably one of the iconic scenes from the book. I'm guessing I haven't read it. Um, I'm I'm and you know it was a whatever scene. 
Um, I, th- I think that we should actually give props to the actress that played, um, Leo's wife in this. Cause no, I'm honestly, cause like, oh, yeah, like, she, oh, okay, we, like, the first, wait, the second wait, I see her, like, okay. Now, now, before we get into it, his first wife or his second wife? His second wife. Um, the person that played his second wife, um, she's one of these, um, like, you know, okay, super hot Australian actresses. All right. I'm guessing she's just going to be fine. She's not going to be that. Really important to the movie. And she was she actually being super important. She's super important, and she's really good. Like she works really well with Leo. Like because there's this whole like at the end of the movie, like I'm not going to spoil this big ending confrontation that they have with each other. But she's phenomenal working oh, with him. So good. It was an and it was a great scene. Like props to her. Um, yeah, Margot Robbie. Um, you know, one, clearly one of these very attractive Australian actresses. I think she was in like some. Uh, or something anyway uh any like she, she was really really good like surprisingly great next to like among the accolades of scorsese and uh leo yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and i i saw a lot of scenes because we were we were talking about the um the sort of like you can clearly tell that there are a lot of scenes that were like improv and riffed off by some of the actors i don't think leo is that great of an improviser to be honest no. Um, and I could tell that he was just kind of bouncing off Jonah Hill because a lot because that's a lot that's where a lot of the well, charisma he's like, came from. So good at that because he's a comedian. So exactly, and he's and he's one of those comedic actors. Um, I didn't really find him crazy compelling as an actor, but he has a great comedic performance. Yeah, um, and under great he, he was the much needed comic relief. Yeah, and it was like, and he was clearly the like comedic like powerhouse. In there, because like, because you can see Leo trying to riff and be funny and just like, you know, talking about like, oh man, these women they shave their private parts now, and then, they're, and then, they're bald from the eyelids down. And then Jonah Hill just like grabs his face and pushes him and he goes, "Shut up!" Like Steve Madden, Steve Madden, <laughs> Steve Madden. Yeah. Um. Again, fantastic. Yeah. I've got to run out of shit, shit to say. I think that's I pretty mean, like, much it. I, I, I think that's basically all we can say. I mean. Yeah, and it's honestly a, a that, great, a I, great I don't solid think there's movie. anything to go into spoilers about. No, like, there's like, nothing really good. I mean, because, I mean, I think this could kind of be a desperate. There's not really that much to spoil. No, there isn't. Like like I said earlier, there's like a I good mean, hour and a half of where there's very little plot going on. It's when, you know, the last hour, half hour is when it starts getting tense. And it's and to be honest, it's kind of sounding like you don't need to see this movie. But if you're if you're a great fan of Martin Scorsese, obviously see it. Um, fan of Leo for sure. Um, casual fan of, of movies, you know, you could take it or leave it. But I think that there's a lot of great elements in this movie that you could uh, definitely take home. I I would say film like film buffs will love the cinematography, but will get bored by a lot of some of the other stuff. Um, I think a casual moviegoer will actually enjoy this a lot. Yeah, I think that's pretty great as well. Um, and yeah, easily recommendable. Um, yes. And definitely something that you should really check out. I'm I'm ashamed that I didn't get to it sooner, but can't really help it because I'm in the UK. Hey, it's okay. I, I saw it around the same time because I didn't want to go to a theater. So That's fine. Totally fine. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for our another one of our mini episodes uh, for this week uh, from the Steve and Greg podcast that isn't about shoes. I'm Steve. I'm Greg. And don't do drugs, kids. Just do movies. That's or you terrible. could do both. Why would I, I mean, you can't that? really make the movie without the drugs. Exactly. Eat, eat your eat your drugs. Don't do sleep and drink your uh your drink your pillow. Quaaludes. Ludes. Ludes. Yo, I need ludes.